What's going on? And welcome in the Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network. Happy Friday. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers as the Pelicans continue their West Coast trip tonight in San Francisco, taking on the Golden State Warriors, coming off a nice win over the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday night and another late one, 121 to 110. And a lot of that thanks to Brandon Ingram dropping 41 points, or 40 points, I should say, on the evening. It'd be nice 41, but 40 will be good. <laughs> 18 to 29 shooting for him. He's kind of the focus for uh, our podcast. Eh? And just, Rel, just a, a nice way to start off the road trip. I know we were kind of skeptical about what this road trip could bring for the Pelicans, and rightfully so, the way they've been playing. And never mm-hmm. easy playing in Portland, this, no matter what kind of team they have on the floor. Um, but they just proved to be the better team that night and getting at least one win on this road trip. Now you got to get greedy and try to go for a winning road trip. But winning the first one always seems to be big as far as momentum for the rest of the trip. Yeah, I think winning that first one, um, you kind of I don't want to say you can relax a little bit, but thankfully they've kind of stopped the bleeding. They stopped the skid. And so hopefully, you know, they can they've celebrated that win. They can put that behind them and then they got to look forward and they're going to play the defending champs, even though they're a little bit hobbled and, and beat up and banged up. But, um, you know, you still got to go out there and play those guys as if they actually had Steph Curry out there. You know what I mean? And, um, I think Wiggins has been missing for a while. Um, Iguodala has been missing for yeah. like 20 games or so, but I mean, they might pop up and play tonight. Who knows? So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good for them to get that win. Um, I don't know. I know you're, you're an hour ahead of me, and I was falling asleep on the game. Did you catch the end of the game when it was live? Oh, no, I to... fell asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a dad that has to get up with two girls early in the morning for school. No way I, I survived that one. Yeah, it was. I tried. Um, my, my bedtime is around halftime. But halfway through the first quarter, I was already just like, uh, I'm out of here. Snoozing, right? Mm-hmm. So I woke up. I saw what the score was. Um, and I watched a few minutes into the second half. And I saw that. Uh, I saw that. Portland had gone on like an 8-0 run and I was like yeah okay I'm gonna go to bed and then <laughs> so the next day when I wake up and I see that we won I'm like what is going on so I'll pull up the game on demand watch it back and I see that after their 8-0 run we counted it with our own 8-0 run and I'm like all right I, I like to see that you know there's a lot of times they get in a the hole and they can't dig themselves out so that was good to see that's the beauty of league pass and you can go back and, and watch whatever you you missed the other night which is <laughs> what I have to do during these west coast games I mean the tip-off time is when I usually go to bed just because I'm an old man that again has to (laughs) wake up with with uh two kids in the morning for daycare but still Mm -hmm. um it was a big win for them and and you mentioned Golden State tonight and look you Steph Curry is out I think this is a huge opportunity for them to take advantage uh the one thing I was going to ask you is do back-to-backs really mean anything anymore because it seems like more and more teams are still successful on the second night of a back-to-back where I feel like you know everyone's like gotta take advantage of a team on a back-to-back Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't seem like the way players are resting and, and load management that that is that really a big advantage anymore for teams? I'm not sure. I think it, it could still be. It could still right. be a big advantage, um, you know, and we're playing them on the second night of back to back. But it's not like they had to travel. They played at home last night. Right. So um, that's you know, what it, I mean. It's like, is it really that big of a deal tonight? <laughs> like, oh, we got to get them on the back to back. Plus, yeah. they won by almost 20 points against the Clippers. How much did their guys yeah. really play? So no thanks to the Los Angeles Clippers for making it a game last <laughs> night. What are they doing without with Westbrook? They came and win with with Westbrook. But I guess yeah. That's what another... are they zero four now yeah. with him? I don't know. I, I won't blame him. I still no. won't blame him for that. But 
Yeah, it's I don't know what's going on with the Clippers. Maybe they can continue to lose and then uh, we can take their spot or something. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, why <laughs> not? We got to win first things we, first. We got to win, too. And it was nice to see. I mean, CJ McCollum, 24 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. It's actually the first time playing Dame. Um, yeah. I know he's been back in Portland, but Dame wasn't playing in that game. So I'm sure it was weird for him to, to face his, his former teammate and good friend. Yeah. Um, but I think the big thing that stuck out to me is this contributions from guys like Jackson Hayes. Herb Jones really stepped up defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, with with and of course Bi with the forty points. Look, you're not going to be able to rely on Bi scoring forty points every night. Um, you do want to rely on CJ and Bi to to do a lot of the heavy lifting. That's why you have them, and that's why you pay them big bucks. But right. you do need contributions from others on the team. To see Jackson the way he did with fifteen points, four rebounds in sixteen minutes. I mean, that is an efficient night for Jackson, and it just shows you. To potentially can have it you just haven't seen it a lot and that's what's kind of disappointing yeah. is that it's every now and then you get a game like this you wish it was more consistent because if it was the pelicans would be in a lot better shape than they are right now especially with Jonas being hurt it uh it's funny with Jax because it seems like a lot of us uh will do this thing where we'll say something like I'm on to you Jax like you can't fool yeah. me <laughs> I've seen you do this before you know and it's 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 wild because we know what he's capable of, and so we just wonder why don't we get that consistently? But at the same time, he doesn't get those minutes consistently either. So how much of that can we actually expect from him? Yeah. But it is nice that you know when he's called up, um, when he is able to perform in a way that we would like to see. That's uh, that's always nice when he's able to you know answer the call in that sort of way. But um, I thought it was funny because Billy got the start right, which was yeah. weird because the game before. Billy got no run and Jax was getting minutes. And then all of a sudden when it's time for one of them to take over and start, Billy gets to start. So I'm, I, I'm not really sure what's going on with that <laughs> battery emoji. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and then he goes two for seven and scores seven points. Like he not, he's not doing himself any favors by, <laughs> no. you know, getting the starts and then not making the most of his opportunity. And so I, I think Willie's just trying to figure out what's going to stick here as far as while guys are hurt. Now you have Larry out. Now you have Jose out, which, Good thing is hopefully, I mean, Dyson and Kyra played 10 and 12 minutes respectively. Mm-hmm. I would hope and maybe get a little bit more run because now this is the opportunity to see what they have, especially with Kyra, because um, you really just don't know what you have in Kyra Lewis still. The potential is there, um, yeah. but you want to see a little bit bigger sample size to really figure out if he's a part of your future or not. And I think that same goes for Jax. He's got to make the most of these last 19 games as a restricted free agent. Um, sure. This is a guy that needs to help himself, not just what he can do for the Pelicans, but you know, the Pelicans don't match anything that another team offers or don't even offer him anything or something. That's probably not what Jackson wants. I mean, this is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for him to show like other teams too, like, Hey, you know, this is why I deserve another contract in this league. Cause the athleticism is there. I think it's just more of the, the basketball IQ. Um, Some of that stuff lacks a little bit, like again, on a pick and roll, turning the wrong way on a pick and roll, as I saw the other night you know, in, in some of the video that someone took. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that just mm-hmm. can't happen if you're Jack's here and um, then you're what third, fourth year in the league. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth year. Hard to believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with him in the off season. I think what's going to end up happening is someone's going to offer him a, like a decent amount. Like they're going to offer him an okay number and the Pelicans are going to end up matching it and people are going to freak out mm-hmm. and they're going to match it because they want to trade him most likely because you don't want to lose him for nothing. But um, you can still work I out a sign like and trade though with a restricted free agent. 
That's true too. Yeah. So I don't I don't necessarily see him being a part of our future like long term. And I don't see Kyra being a part of the future long term either. I don't think he's gonna be like the point guard of the future for us. Right. Um I don't know if Dyson could be the point guard of the future for us either. I'm not really sure what to expect with that. Um he just from the jump, he can't stay healthy either. And I don't know if we want to <laughs> commit to that kind of problem. Yeah. We've already got that problem with, with other guys. So um, but no, I thought Jax played well. Um, I thought Herb played well uh, in his minutes where they stuck him at the five. That was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and that play that I think we all saw where he screens for Trey in the corner. And right as he goes to set the screen, he's pointing over his shoulder like, hey, hey, hey. Like, I'm screening, throwing the ball. And that, that was a beautiful play. And I've watched it over and over and over again. It's so nice to see. And hopefully they keep using him in that way. But I don't necessarily think that they need to, like, live and die by Herb at the five either, though. You got to pull it out at the right time. <laughs> right. It just depends on the matchup, who's on the floor for the other team. You can maybe run that a little bit tonight. Uh, Golden State, not really as big. Um, sometimes they roll Draymond out there at the five. And then also, again, yeah. with it being the second night of a back-to-back, you, we've seen it all year long. I think the Pelicans have played the Warriors on the second night of a back-to-back at least the two times at home, and Steve Kerr sat everyone. Yeah. Not sure if that's going to be the same tonight. I know Curry's already out, but like, what do they do with Clay? Um, and guys like that. So Pelicans might be able to catch a break uh, as we're recording here. We don't know anything about the injury report just yeah. yet since the Golden State did play last night. Their injury report doesn't have to come out until this afternoon. So, um, But it would be nice for the Pelicans to take advantage. Um, again, even again, not going to feel sorry for any team that is shorthanded because yeah. the Pelicans are certainly that way. And when we recorded last time, we did not know about the Jose Alvarado injury, did we? Yeah. We didn't know about that. That came out that same day, but a few hours later, and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and the severity of Larry Nance's injury, we didn't yeah. hear about till afterwards. That nice injury report came out, and we're like, oh, boy, here Not we go again. And Jonas was out. I mean, going into that Portland yeah. game, I was like, who's going to play? Who's available? Yeah. It, it's yeah, getting it to was... the point is who's available, not who's not available. <laughs> right. Did someone said that exact that same exact thing? They're like, so I think it'd be easier for you to just tell us who is available, because <laughs> right. there's all these guys popping up on the injury report. It's uh, not a good feeling. But um, Bi, I am looking for. He can go for another forty. Who's who yeah. over there is going to stop Bi from getting forty? I don't know. Nobody no I know. No one that I know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I love about Bi is just what he's capable of doing. And now that he's finally getting into a rhythm, this is the Bi that we envisioned. You know, yeah. unfortunately, he's been dealing with the injury, so it's tough for him too. I'm sure. But I mean, that was a that was a vintage Bi type of night that we saw the other night against Portland, where you yeah. need a bucket, you're going to him, especially from that mid range, one of the best yes. mid range shooters in the game. No matter shot, who's what, guarding him, you can't. Quarter? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> three three throw, three uh, free throws. That's it. Yeah. like that's nuts. I know because just his range. No matter what he can do, whether it's a three pointer or that mid range, again he's just deadly from wherever he shoots. So hopefully that can continue, and certainly we'll need him again uh, tonight against Golden State. I do have to ask because you know we talked about you betting on uh, Orlando the yeah. other night. Did you bet on <laughs> Portland? I forgot. I completely forgot all about it. And um, lately I haven't been doing a ton of like parlays and stuff. Like when it comes to the Pelicans, I'll just like, you know, do something, bet against them and hope that hope that I lose and they win. Um, but I might look at some stuff tonight. I might look at putting some, putting together a parlay or something like that. And uh, and I might do a separate bet. Maybe I'll do a separate bet and say that whatever B.I.'s line is, I'm taking the over. 
<laughs> I feel good. Might as well. <laughs> and I know you'll be using Bet Online, which is what you should all be using. They remain your number one source for all sports betting this season, everything from pro and college basketball, March Madness right around the corner. Of course, UFC, MMA, NHL, you name it. It's there. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options as well, free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today, use the mobile device, join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. We will welcome you with your first deposit, 50%. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Now, what's where it gets interesting if you're a gambling man or woman because of March Madness. And uh, how much of this do you, <laughs> are you big when the NCAA tournament starts, like glued to your TV, uh, having to figure out where true TV is like everyone else. (laughs) Like finally when the tournament starts, like I didn't know true TV exists. And then you find it right, (laughs) right underneath TBS and TNT. It's been a long, long time since I've been super into um, college basketball. I think um, back in the, the, the uh, Tarasi and cash days at UConn, um, and then I was a big Duke fan back in the J.J. Reddick days, you know. So the early 2000s is pretty much the time I was mostly into, like, um, college basketball. But now I don't watch any of that stuff. I was telling someone the other day that I don't like the way the game is played. And I also, this sounds super nitpicky, but I hate the way the rims sound. I don't think that the mics should be so hot by the rims. And when you miss, it's just like, doing. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a different <laughs> sound a than an NBA rim, for sure. Yeah. I ended up going to – um. I did go to the final four last year. I went to like the championship game. Um, we had found some cheap tickets, like nosebleeds, like just get you, get yourself in the door. Yeah, bucket list kind of thing. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so like, like let's just go. Right. So me and a friend bought some tickets and we got there and we take our March all the way up to the 600 level. And my cousin calls me and she's like, Hey, she tells me her cousin had tickets and they couldn't get rid of them. She bought tickets just so she could like sell them at like a grand a pop. But you couldn't get rid of them. So yeah. we ended up sitting downstairs behind the goal, probably like 15 or 20 rows back. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> it was a very, very nice and welcome upgrade. So that was the last time I partook in any college basketball. I probably won't watch any of the March Madness stuff just because uh, I'm not that into it. And, and when you don't know the players, it's not that that much fun. Yeah, so. but it might be an opportunity, especially if the Lakers, you know, with LeBron being out for at least three <laughs> weeks now. That draft yeah. pick could be coming. Maybe we need to scout out, you know, potentially some yeah. some early first round picks. So I love March Madness. It's something mm-hmm. that I've always loved, especially the first weekend. You have eight games on uh on Thursday and Friday, and then uh, four games apiece on on Friday and, and Saturday yeah. or Saturday and Sunday, I should say. It's I mean March when you have baseball coming around the corner, and then you have college basketball. NBA is like in their in their yeah. element right now without football. Um, I just love this time of the year. And so we're getting closer and closer to that and conference tournament starting next week. And then you have like the best thing is when you're sitting here working, you have basketball on at 11 a.m. all the way to nine o'clock. I mean, that's where yeah. I like it, you know, watching just a random game. I don't care if I haven't watched these two teams all year long, just something that I enjoy. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, you can use bet online to bet on all of that if you want to uh, during sure. the day, especially during no the conference. No pressure, but don't lose. <laughs> Um, and don't blame us because we're not giving you right? any betting advice. So no financial advice either. None of that. Yeah. I'm curious <laughs> to see what the spread is right now for Pelicans and Warriors tonight. I'm going to look Four. real quick. 
four in the Warriors' favor. Uh, at least it Warriors was favor. a couple hours ago. Yeah, might be interesting for the Pelicans potentially mm-hmm. with no injury report out now. Maybe taking the Pelicans and see if you bank on maybe a couple of Warriors adding to that injury list just because of the back to back. You never know. Um, never know. That's true. I thought that know. I might have heard something that Clay was maybe going to start playing back to backs, but. Could have been a lie. Maybe I could have just dreamt it. Maybe I could have been hoping for it a little bit too hard. <laughs> yeah. You just hope that someone actually doesn't play against us or doesn't come back against the Pelicans. I think yeah. that's the way. I think uh, we're we- finally going to dodge a bullet with LeBron. I think he's not going to play against us on the 14th. Because originally not. I was saying he's going to be back, but they're not even going to reevaluate him at that For three point, weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, um, it was two to three weeks. And you're like, of course, uh-huh. he's going to come back in two weeks. <laughs> he, that's what he does. He sits out the games right before the Pelicans. And then it's yep. like, oh, I'm good now. But yeah, three weeks he'll be evaluated. So yeah, and again, I think it's going to depend on how they're doing, whether it's worth continuing to play. They are, I mean, they've been playing some pretty good basketball, but if they, you know, go on a stretch here where they don't do so well and they're still sitting in 12th or 13th and getting farther and farther behind with less and less games to go, it might not even be worth him going back out there and playing. Of course, he won't even bring that up because I'm sure he wants to go out there, but um, mm-hmm. you got the scoring record already. You know, you're okay. Yeah, with that. <laughs> exactly. He has nothing else to, you know, if they can't make the playoffs or the play in and he's already got the scoring record, it's not much else for him to be, you know, interested in playing for this season. So go ahead and relax. But, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, the ball brothers both being out for the season. We haven't seen Lonzo since early last season and he's got yeah. that knee thing going on. And now LaMelo He's had so many ankle injuries, so many ankle sprains on his left ankle, and then he just breaks or fractures his right ankle. Yeah, non contact. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought it was an Achilles at first. Mm-hmm. And when they said it was a his ankle and he fractured it, I was what is going on here? You know, I was shocked. So uh that sucks for them. I really want them to do well, but those injuries they're dealing with do not seem like fun. Lonzo seems to be the most curious because no one can figure out why he's still having so much pain in that knee and not being able to at least get out and run yet, which again, you don't want to wish, you know, bad on anyone. We want Lonzo to play well and we wish him the best. And just, you know, he, he had so much hype coming out of college and really hasn't done a ton since. Um, But this knee injury, certainly, hopefully he can at least come back from that. I think the big concern now is, not letting it be a career ending injury and maybe just again, sitting right. out this year and rehabbing some more and, and hopefully trying to figure out what's wrong. And as far as LaMelo, you don't want to think immediately Steph Curry and ankle injuries, because that was a big concern with Steph with how many ankle injuries he had at the beginning. Yeah. And the good news is for him that it hasn't been the case for Steph since like, I think it was like three straight ankle injuries. Everyone's like, all right, this is, you know, we're worried about this. And hopefully that's not the case for LaMelo because he is, one of the fun players to watch around the league. And I know Charlotte, what they've gone through as far as, I mean, they just haven't been able to put a good roster together. They thought, you know, they're making that move in the right direction. They go out and get Gordon Hayward in free agency. (laughs) I mean, they brought Steve Clifford back for Pete's sake. And then you get, and then you get him back. Um, (laughs) It's just, I don't know what's going on there with Michael Jordan, but they just really haven't been able to find any momentum. Remember they got Terry Rozier too. Like, all right, they're trying to build something. Maybe they can compete for a playing spot, and it's been the complete opposite of that. Yeah, and it doesn't help now that I mean, the good news is from all this is now they're in the the Victor sweepstakes, and they're going to be full force <laughs> into that, and that will be a that's going to be a huge spark for any city, any franchise that for is sure. able to get the number one pick, no matter what situation they're in. If you're a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in so long, 
you're going to put butts in the seats no matter what now with that number one pick. So it's going to be sure. curious now in these last 20 games, and even if it affects teams that the Pelicans play, is whether teams are like, all right, now we're full into the – we're tanking. It's now <laughs> we're, we're going for Victor, baby. And so it'll be curious to see how that affects people in their playoff run. I saw someone say that uh, they thought Victor would end up in Orlando because he's an attraction much like uh, Disney, Disney World is. And I was like, that sounds ridiculous. And at the time, Orlando wasn't playing all that hot. But now I feel like they've kind of, you know, they've started to win some games and they're looking a they're little better. They're close to playing. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think. And, you know, even if they were to miss the play in, you know, everyone has a certain percentage of odds to get the number yeah. one and you could end up getting it and, and not have been the worst team. But um, it's. I'm dreading him ending up in Houston, Houston. or San Antonio because they both suck. I'd rather him go to the East. I don't want him in the West at all. Unless he's going to be on our team, I, I don't want to deal with that. But um, I would like Scoot. I mean, I don't know much about Scoot. What were you going to say? I was, I was Victor to Detroit would be my favorite destination because I just think all the young talent that they have and when they get Kate Cunningham yeah. back and Jaden Ivey. And I mean, Weissman, we still don't know what's going on with him. They have yeah. Stewart. Like, they have a lot of young talent. And to put Victor there with them, one, they're going to have a 1,000 centers. They'll set the record for most of <laughs> They might just start five centers. They have the opportunity to. But I think, uh-huh. one, he keeps them out of the West. You only see Detroit twice a year. But I think, you know, Detroit's such a great city for basketball. They love their Pistons there. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to kind of get the Pistons in the playoff talk. You know, want to be potentially a play-in mm-hmm. team next year with all that young talent and getting him. So, I'm going to pick yeah, a destination okay that. for him. <laughs> Detroit would be that. Definitely not Houston. Definitely not San Antonio. Nope. nope. I'd be Orlando, more okay I'd be with fine with two. Orlando? Yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Anybody in the East, I'm good with. I mean, obviously, you don't want to end up in, like, Milwaukee or something like that. But no. um, <laughs> they, they got enough over there. They don't need no more. But, um, yeah, I'd be good with him generally in the East and in the West. Not going to lie. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But, um. Then, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know a whole lot about Scoot, really. I mean, I know that he's probably a lock for number two, but um, yeah. he's he's a smaller guard, isn't he? Is he a little bit yeah, I have to do some more digging before I can really put a kind of label on what he is. Again, that's, yeah. I mean, it's tougher now with G League players. I just don't watch enough of it to really make a you know an accurate statement on them. That's when, you know, the season gets closer to the end and, you get to the you know this part of the summer where you're trying to figure out what to look for with the NBA, and you go, oh, let's go read some draft, you know, reports right. and see these guys play a little bit. Um, obviously, it's consensus that those two will probably be number one and number two. So, obviously, a very talented player, but that's why I look forward to college basketball a little bit during this time too. Yeah, is we'll look to see, and I know a lot of people come out with some great articles about which guards, which centers to keep an eye on. Cause that's where I'll focus. If there's someone that maybe could fall to the Pelicans, whether it's a mid first round pick or wherever the Lakers might land, I think mm-hmm. that's the best thing to look at is, okay, this guy might be someone that the Pelicans could be interested in. Let me see if he plays in the tournament where he plays. And I think that could be at least something to have in mind um, when we get to the draft in June. Yeah. So that's at least another reason to get into March Madness a little bit, just for some <laughs> scouting purposes. Yeah. I'm of the mindset though, that like, I'm not super interested in, um, unless it's a generational talent, right? Right. I'm not super interested in whoever's coming out of the draft. I don't think they're going to like come save the day, right? Like Zion is a save the day type of talent. Yeah. Uh, Wimby and Scooter probably save the day types of, of talent. But, um, and I know there's like the, I've heard of the Thompson twins. I know that they exist. I know that they're probably going to be lottery picks. 
But for the most part, it's like, I don't know, those picks, we could trade them all. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say I wouldn't care because we don't want to get back into like deal and Dell territory, right? We don't want to get yeah. into like ne never having any first round picks. But right now, I think with the team we've got, I'd rather see us, you know, package some stuff together and get somebody in who can help us win now that already has experience in the NBA. Well, that's where you got to find the balance with the Pelicans, yeah. too, because, again, you're a team that has to rely on the draft a little bit, whether it's a guy that can contribute or a guy that you can use to trade away and get that final piece that you think you're missing in order to get to the top of the Western Conference. So, mm -hmm. But you never know about these these types of players that you can find that were that one piece away, like Nikola Jokic. I know he's one in a million as far as getting him in the second round and him potentially being a three, a back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back MVP winner. Um, yeah. You can find those types of guys in the top 10, those impact players that end up making a huge difference. You know, Steph Curry wasn't the number one pick. I think he was number seven. Minnesota mm -hmm. had back-to-back -back opportunities to take Steph Curry, and they take uh, Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, two guys that uh, or Flynn that stood out at Syracuse. You just mm -hmm. never know. And, you know, you're still with, with Trey Murphy, the value that you're getting with him. Um, you want to certainly develop guys and have those guys that can turn into impact players. No, not every year you're going to get a Zion Williamson or a Victor. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I still think for the Pelicans, the draft is super important right now. They're not on the level of like Golden State or Boston where they're, they can trade away their picks just to get that final piece because yeah. they're going for another championship. Like the Pelicans need to use those draft capital wisely, whether it's developing someone um or using that again to to trade a piece. So we'll see what happens with them. We um, will, yeah. But something to I keep trust an eye them. on. <laughs> trust the I process. Trust Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll be all right. I'm not super worried about um like I'm really I'm looking forward to like free agency and things like that. We're still not a free agency like destination, but I'm looking forward to see what they can kind of figure out with that too. So yeah, I think they'll, they'll once right. once Zion gets back and see what kind of how they end the season and where they go, I think that will be kind of an uh, a first step to figuring out what will be how their off season looks and what they do. Yeah. Maybe they are they get a little bit more greedy and a little more aggressive and like, all right, who's that guy out there in free agency or yeah. who's that person we need to go trade for? Whether it's one of those players in Toronto that never got traded uh, at the deadline, yeah, um, that maybe. Again, the offseason. Maybe we've some seen of those out. guys in Brooklyn who they just got, but they wouldn't let go of. Like I know a lot of fans are looking for Mikhail Bridges, and I'm like, mm, all right. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't That's think they're cool. looking for Ben Simmons though. No, they're not looking. So you know, <laughs> me and another person just kind of got made fun of for this because I was saying, um, one thing we know about Ben, he's he's gonna go and grab the rebound. Like at the very least, he's yeah. gonna grab rebounds. And right now, that's what we need. Now, I'm not saying I want Ben Simmons. I'm just saying I want somebody to grab rebounds. That's it. I don't want anybody who's afraid to shoot on offense, even if they're right underneath the basket. But I'm not paying him $40 million dollars to get two rebounds. That, too. I know a lot of people are asking for Dame Lillard. And I don't know if, what rock they've been living under. Dame doesn't want to leave. He said that a zillion no. times. And also, do we understand that he signed a two-year extension where he gets paid 60 million in each of those years where's that money coming from <laughs> like in a, 
And I know people have said, you know, Dame and, and CJ did their thing for years and it didn't work. They were in the playoffs every year. It worked to some extent, right? It worked to some extent. But at the same time... Um, if you also still have... I don't know if you can still have Zion and B.I., but if you have those two still yeah. and CJ and Dame... That's a different story. That's a whole different that's story. That's a whole different story. And I, told I don't my think you're going to have both of those <laughs> if you're going to try to acquire Dame in a trade. Yeah. It's still either way with one or the other, it still will be a totally different story because they hadn't played along anybody mm-hmm. like BI or Zion up until now. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that that's something people should hold their breath for. You shouldn't try to get worked up in hopes that something like that could happen because I just don't think you're going to see that happen. He said, Don't he put it in the trade there. machine either. Please Let, don't try oh, it. Oh, the man. money works. I don't miss it. I don't miss the trade machine. It'll the be trade that machine does not put into consideration the human element in it, which is would GMs (laughs) even think about this possibility? Oh, it makes Uh, the money work, but yeah, why would team a do this? Like it wouldn't, that's the answer. They wouldn't. (laughs) Congratulations on fitting that into a a great job, making a successful trade, but this is not 2k where you can force (laughs) trade to any team and build yourself um a powerhouse it's not going to work like that and again nope. there's still 19 games left in the season you know well yeah. the good thing is is we can have these types of conversations in the offseason what they need but hopefully this opportunity is for them to make a run and mm-hmm. see if they can again right now i think it's just get yourself steady into the play in and see if you can creep your way into the top six um and go yeah. from there um it, uh... it's a wild wild west right now that's for sure yeah i think what four through ten is separated by three games yeah so the, the race is tight and and also we're five and five in our last 10 games it does not feel like it at all it does not <laughs> but we are so <laughs> hopefully uh yeah let, let's get a win in golden state uh if not it's gonna be really hard to beat the beam team on their home court but anything's possible so uh i'm excited to see what happens with that on uh on monday too but and they have a full weekend see. off after tonight yeah. so no yeah. game saturday or sunday which means Everyone has the weekend off as far as you can enjoy yourself, not worry about yeah. the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say worry about them, but you do miss being able to watch them. But that'll For be sure. another late win on Monday, and that's when we'll probably be back with you on Monday, hopefully recapping what maybe could be a win against the Golden State Warriors, but it's another late one, 10 o'clock tip. So if it's a Friday night, you know, yeah. I'll be up, be able to watch it. it. There's yeah. a lot of games, the good ones going on. Denver and Memphis again, the rematch from last Friday um, yep. where Memphis took it to Denver, but this time it's, it's back in Denver. So that will be another good one. And again, we'll, uh, we'll be with you on Monday and get you ready for another great week. Hopefully of Pelicans yeah. basketball. Rel, I enjoyed it. Have yourself a great weekend. Um, and we'll do this again. See you soon. All right. For Rel, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening. The Pels and whistles presented by bet online right here on the Believe network.